Hello, everybody, and welcome to the latest installment of the Empire and XL podcast. I'm your host, Dorf, joined each and every week by Josh Hauslander. How's it going tonight, Josh? Awesome, man. How are you, Dorf? Not too bad. Um, well, uh, we actually haven't recorded an episode in... God, what was it? It's it's been like three weeks. We banked a couple yeah. because our, our our beginning the middle of July's were incredibly busy. Um, kind of glad we did. Uh, this one is actually being recorded the day before it goes live. Um, with that in mind, uh, tonight's topic of discussion is Major League Baseball. I know is on the horizon of of restarting this week, and uh, the NBA players are already in the bubble. Um, your thoughts on uh, sports in general getting back to normal after all the hubbub about there won't be sports this year? Uh, you know, Dorf, I'm uh, I'm torn in a lot of in a lot of ways with this mm-hmm. because uh, uh, there is a part of me that is a purist that thinks that if there isn't a crowd watching, it kind of isn't sports, you know, and there's the uh, the tinfoil hat guy in me who says. I don't know if I trusted these organizations beforehand. Now we're gonna do all these all this stuff without anyone in the in the stands. Um, can we even trust the outcome? I, um, so so I'm kind of that guy too. But at the same time, I'd like to see some sports back. You know, well baseball picks I, back and up I, this And week. I know a lot of people are jonesing for it. Basketball's close. Hockey's close. Uh, the NFL teams report to training camp this next week uh, after they finally established the, uh, let's call it the Corona Protocols today, an agreement between the Players Association and the league. Um, sports are going to be played this year. I think college football, because of liability at smaller level schools, smaller level institutions, you may not see much D2 or D3 played this year. Um you might not even see some smaller Division One played this year, but the the folks in the Power Five conferences they'll play some games. There's too much money to be lost and having to be refunded, or you know, money budgeted, especially like if you look at the Big Ten Network and the how much money each of those schools gets is their cut of the revenue, owning half of it. You know, the, the conference owns half; the other half, I believe, is owned by Fox. Um, just their half of operating profit, you know, that mo- that's a lot of money. And the other thing that we're, we, yeah, you know, I wasn't on our rundown a list to talk about here is the coming, the, the impending budget shortfalls of the uh, smaller conferences, like the MAC specifically. They play the Big Ten and, and occasionally the SEC and other schools like that for revenue. And they need it every year. And, I mean, a lot of the departmental budgets are, are are based on the fact that they go get, you know, million, million and a half dollars to get their the crap kicked out of them by the uh, bigger school and state. No, right. I mean, and that's just that, – that's the thing, Dorf, that so many people just don't understand when they say, oh, my God, why does Alabama, why does Michigan, why does Ohio State beat up on these teams? It's like – those teams beg them to beat them up every year because of the it's amount think, of money. They, thank you, sir. May I have in. another? <laughs> exactly, and that's it's huge. You know, Dorf, I you're you're right by the numbers by what they're reporting right now, but at the rate they're dropping, we're you know we're not going to travel here, we're not going to travel there, we're not going to do non-conference, we're not going to do this, we're not going to do that. I'm still not sold that they're going to play at all when it comes to college football. 
but we'll see. I mean, we will see. Um, I just I just keep seeing them chip away at things one one by one, and they have to keep up the the charade that these guys are student athletes, right? Yeah, they not, they got to keep that charade up, you know. Not they, that they, athletes, they care about pro their... professional athletes that happen to attend some classes. Right, you Allegedly. know, they, <laughs> they they have to uh, they have to keep up the charade that um, the academics matter, and if they're not going to have students in the classrooms, well, then how the hell do you have football players on the football field? And and a lot of that remains to be seen. You know, a lot of that remains to be seen. Well, and and here's the other thing. You even look at schools like Stanford because of the projected fort shortfalls related to coronavirus had 36 varsity sports like the like the minimum to be i think in d1 a d1 football school you have to have 18 they had double that for reference they cut like 11 sports because of this right i mean it's like basket weaving and and you know water polo but sure i don't i don't think water polo is actually one of them but like the only sport that potentially some west coasters would traditionally care about was men's volleyball which is big a big deal in the pac-12 where they play out of but other than that it's it's all the it's all the obscure olympic sports that them in the ivy league compete in you know that what dorf what if i told you that all volleyball is women's volleyball hey man if, i don't know if you've ever watched the men's volleyball i'm not saying that i'm a added fan but like it's a bunch of dudes that are like six foot nine just wailing the ball at each other and it's it's moderately entertaining for a couple minutes a bunch of dudes are six foot nine who still couldn't make a basketball team. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, I, I'm kidding, Dorf. I actually know some people personally that play. Yeah, some dudes that play volleyball, and they're they're there's some athletic folk. I'm not. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm just being a jerk. Yeah. Any anyway, so you had hinted before. I hadn't seen this. If you want to go into it in a little bit of detail here about a an anonymous survey that was taken of division one football players that's saying guys that were you know in the final year of eligibility or you know one year away from the draft that they're thinking about taking yeah. this year off i had yeah, seniors that. only seniors only is that who they asked so take us through that you know what you remember about that and if you oh you know you just I, they're there's they're reporting that that a hundred seniors when you know, not asked officially, nothing to not signing their name over. They're saying that a hundred seniors in college football have already said that they won't play a short season. They will, you know, if the season is shortened, if the season is incomplete, if the season is played at a time other than when the season is normally played, that they will forgo that season and just save themselves for the next draft they are eligible for. You know, they've already done enough in essence to uh to make a name for themselves and they're not going to risk an injury for it you know or risk an injury risk who knows what could be risk risk uh you know getting uh getting the rona well the thing with the rona per se is the unknown respiratory consequences of any sort of respiratory ailment um you, you're seeing the reports here that oh even people who are asymptomatic are having lung damage and it's just like okay it, it, did you find me two people or is this happening in like five percent of the cases is this a mm -hmm. real chance for someone who's otherwise healthy is this really going to happen i haven't seen that that's not something that i have the power to pull together or, or to analyze myself and i hasn't be seen 
be published and the cynical part of me says that means it's it's happened like twice and uh therefore we should all run scare and hide under our covers but right the there's an inherent risk in in anything and i i just don't feel like this is new and even there hasn't been a pro athlete to date that's gotten it that after having a bad couple weeks hasn't come back yet but at the same time there's there's a couple guys specifically in major league baseball that have been fighting it for two or three weeks already and they're not they're not through it yet but their seasons aren't lost either we don't we, we don't know that um that they're gone yet and 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 it's it's not like you're seeing i mean there hasn't been a you know the equivalent of let's call it to baseball mike trout that gets it and all of a sudden you know his career's over you haven't seen that happen sure. yet. and quite frankly you probably won't i mean you're not seeing yet anybody even in the general public that was otherwise healthy having you know any sort of issues past you know the first couple weeks um, How healthy young people are, if what they tell us is true about this, even by the worst standards and assumptions, are very safe from the coronavirus. And if you're a professional athlete, you are a healthy young person. You know, you are you are in good shape. You are healthy, and you are most likely going to be just fine mm-hmm. you know after getting this in fact if we if what we've always been told about viruses is true then you actually probably want to get it <laughs> and have those antibodies and be immune so if this comes back when you're 80 it won't bug you well that's it's not quite how that works but <laughs> any it, the general idea is correct. I mean, you, you generally speaking don't hold on to immunity that long, but um, either way, the I, at the same time the the idea that there are so much other other things at play, and, and unfortunately, the I don't want to go out and play and risk my health or my career. Um, especially in more and more as you know is known about <coughs> excuse me outcomes of this virus uh it's the more and more it's falling on deaf ears of the public the i still have to go to my job every day and if i don't go i get you know i have to quit or be fired um crowd who is arguably sure. a a large portion of this this is one thing that people underestimate about sports fandoms it may not be the this demographic may not be the loudest on Twitter where you'll hear about it and the direct feedback, but the a significant part of your your silent majority of fans are working to lower middle class working men who right. still have to go to work. You know, they've you know, they've worked a dangerous job for thirty five thousand dollars a year since they were nineteen years old and they're now in their fifties, you know. They, you know, you bitching and complaining that, oh, I'm just not safe going to work. That's that message is pretty old to them, because guess what? They still had to get up and even in the middle of this, they were essential They had to get up and go to work. And 
you know, damn the consequences to you because you're essential. And they, and they didn't see well, any hazard pay. They didn't see, they're not getting paid more to sit at home right now on unemployment. They, you know, they didn't, they didn't get a, a, a paid six week vacation here. No, they didn't. And you know, Dorf in, in shows past, you have mentioned how, you know, people for some silly reason love to take the side of the billionaires over the millionaires when owners of sports teams and athletes begin to fight each other. And you've made excellent points on that in shows past, but one of the reasons for that is that owners don't have dumb press conferences where they say dumb things that insult regular people. And players do. So people hear that. And I most sports fans, even your in-depth sports fans, they can, a lot of them can name every player on their home team. They could maybe go through and name a player on just about every team in the league. But you're gonna, you got to be a big-time sports fan if you can go through and name every owner. Most people can't do that. Some can. I know. I definitely know that some I mean, can. There, there's a, a good chance that the casual sports fan doesn't even know the last name of the owner of their, their favorite team. Right. Unless, of right. course, they've done something really dumb recently. <laughs> sure. Exactly. Exactly. So No, you probably know the owner of your team. Probably, but you don't know. That's usually about it. You don't it. know the, the the owner of your division rivals, and I would no, call you myself don't. a a above average knowledge sports fan. I couldn't name most of them. I could name quite a few of the you know the big the big three sports teams. I couldn't tell you anybody owns a hockey team uh, you, outside outside you, of my my local market, but. Dorf, you know more than most, and you're acknowledging that you can't name them all. But at the same yeah. time, when LeBron James puts foot in mouth about China, everybody knows about that. Right. Or in this case today, Mark Cuban puts foot in mouth about China. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um, so what we really wanted to talk about tonight is, is, is specifically the, the slowly growing list of players opting out of playing this season the players, various players associations for each sport have carved cutouts for people uh, for medical exemptions or the, eh, just don't want to play. Um, or don't want to risk it, don't want to play. The, what you're seeing specifically in baseball is, is there's not, there's like two guys out of the, that I can think of that have opted out publicly so far that probably are independently wealthy, like have intergenerational wealth secured already, or um, weren't going to play anyway this year because they were coming back from Tommy John surgery. Sure. The the folks that don't have intergeneration, like the Ross brothers, so it's Joe and um, Tyson Ross, they both have chosen to opt out for this year at baseball. Um, Tyson, it's an empty gesture because he wasn't on a team. Um, he, you know, he, he was with the Giants in spring training and got cut. Um, but Joe was going to be in a fight to make the. He was on the, the Nationals World Series team last year, 
uh, and was going to be a, you know a, a fight for his life to stick around on the roster. The so he's about the only one that I can think of that Joe Ross hasn't gotten paid yet either. Tyson's got a little bit of money because uh, Tyson's a little bit older. Um, but the Joe that, Ross probably would have made a team though, right? He he, he would have pitched in Major League Baseball this year if he was healthy. But was he going to be a part of the Nationals? Um, maybe. It was a solid maybe. Um, odds better than 50-50, but still, it was far from an absolute lock mm-hmm. to make the Nationals, especially after you know not being arguably strong enough to be in their starting rotation, being out of minor league options, and having a really shitty year coming out of the bullpen last year. Um he wasn't a lock. Other than that, I mean, you go through the list. You've got like Nick Markakis of the of the Braves opting out. He's thirty six. This was probably his last hurrah anyway. He gets another year sure. of service time, locks up that MLB pension, on top of making you know about a hundred million dollars in his career, assuming he saved wisely. He didn't need this money this year. Yeah, it sounds like homeboy talked to a good accountant. You know, and really, it sounds like he got some good financial advice. Yeah, and and especially because you know if even if you want to try it one time, you know again next year, sure. Ian Desmond, um, he is also Ian Desmond of the Rockies, uh, coming off a bad year, not living up to his contract, and has used the you know he's got a pregnant wife, already has four children, but you know tried to also make George Floyd part of it. Sorry, dude. Uh, I think you're just... Grown. Double grown. Sorry. You're a member of the 1%. Yeah, you may have the same skin color as the dude, but you don't relate to George Floyd on a class basis. Um, Ryan Zimmerman, also in his late 30s, independently wealthy. I think he's made close to $200 million in his career. Um this was also on the Nationals, year. right? Also on the Nationals. This was his last hurrah. Wasn't going to happen anyway. Mike Leak of the the Diamondbacks uh, made a decent, you know, a decent big leaguer career salary. He's probably in the the fifty or seventy million dollar range. I don't have the exact number in front of me, which is available. Um, eh, he was. Pro- this was probably his last year anyway. You know, guy that wasn't coming back. So, and then you you look at like Michael Kopesh of the White Sox. Wasn't going to pitch this year probably anyway because he was coming back from Tommy John. If he was, it was going to be very brief at the end of the year. David Price, independently wealthy. You know, dude's made $200 million sure. and has, you know, several half, you know, half a hundo to still make. Felix Hernandez, uh, you know, longtime Seattle uh, Mariner, was trying to make the Braves. Wasn't going to make the team anyway. Empty gesture. Uh... And then you get into some of the uh, some of the basketball guys, um, Bradley Be- or uh, yeah, Bradley Beal wasn't going to play anyway because he's hurt. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie actually got it, uh, would have been cleared in time, but uh, the Nets are such a long shot for a title. Dude wants to get paid. He's not going to risk it. Sure. Um, Buster Posey. Of the the San Francisco Giants, independently wealthy, he's probably made a two hundred million dollars in his career already. Does also sure. ha- is also adopting two premature uh, baby girls here shortly. 
uh, two that were uh, born premature. Um, they are very at risk, especially when they're young. I understand that, especially considering your situation. Don't blame them. Babies can't even get no Rona. It's fine. Yeah, they can. Stop. Go back to dork. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a couple hockey guys. Um, whatever. Is there? Wait, I, who's who's in there from from NHL? I don't think I saw uh, that. Mike Green. Anybody? Um, oh, okay. Sven Barteshi. Don't know who he is. Roman Polak. Uh, Travis Harmonic of Calgary, um, Stephen Camphor of Boston, Carl Al oh, okay. Elder of the Canadians, and that's about it there. Okay. Uh, but uh, and then another big name in the, in the WNBA. This is this is another interesting perspective. Is Elena Deladon, arguably the best player? I mean, not arguably the best player in the WNBA. Tried to get opt out and still get paid. Well, that's that's the thing. All these guys opting out, if they don't have a a, mm -hmm. a qualified medical exemption, they're forfeiting their their checks. And you know, quite frankly, is in my opinion, as they should. This isn't like sure. Ebola is rolling around, where you know, you know, Ebola. Yeah, white. You know, that's a forty percent fatality rate, even if treated. Uh, this is sure. not the case here with Corona. Um, Elena Deladon actually has Lyme disease, and she was not approved for a medical opt-out. So she could not play, but she's not going to get paid. Um, and is very upset about that. The You could argue, put your tinfoil hat. Let me grab my violin. Yeah, let me uh, put your... Well, I mean, at the same time, Josh, the WNBA max salary is two hundred fifteen grand. I know that's a lot of money. But when you're an athlete, you got to remember you got to make your entire living in a in a arguably a, a usually a, a four to twelve year window. That if you don't want to have to work again, you got to make all your money in that four to twelve year window. Right. Um, I I would just assume that people in the NBA would have to, you know, go work again. The WNBA, yeah. WNBA, yeah, yeah. yeah and, I would just. She she's pissed that she didn't get a medical exemption and and if you put your tinfoil hat securely on it's well she's the face of the league they can't let her quit that's like letting Mike Trout quit um <laughs> if she's oh, opting I not out, supposed to audibly laugh at that uh, yeah <laughs> sorry but, I know but my fundamentals <laughs> uh, honestly a I don't watch a lot of basketball love college basketball. Don't really watch NBA. WNBA is absolutely unwatchable. I, I would much go rather watch a boys high school JV game here. Why? Just because the skill level's higher? Uh, oh, no. oops. No, I mean, not quite. It's just, you know, you might not... Uh, not going to say anything more on that, but <laughs> just just let me just let me take the fall for yep, that one. Yep, Sorry, John, I, I already the, took it. These comments do not reflect the official point of view of. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, listen, um, yeah, WNBA. Uh, you know, you know, Dorf. I actually want to take an issue with something with the way you described something earlier. Go ahead and. Um, I know it's it's the way most people would say it, but it kind of bumps me out when I hear people say they're choosing not to play. Yeah. 
because what you're saying, you know, when when I choose that I'm not going to join a softball team this this summer, I'm choosing not to play. When I decide that I'm not going to play pickup hockey, well, I'm I'm not I I'm choosing not to play. But these people are choosing not to work. And you know and what? I can't be mad if, at most of them because they have the financial security. Sure. Right to on. make that choice for themselves. Quite frankly, you look at the the contract Pat Mahomes got while we were off on our. And I don't want to call a hiatus. We banked some episodes, and you know we're not going to sure. miss one. But he got a half billion dollar contract over twelve years, roughly. It could potentially be worth that much. How would if I got you know one year of that? God, would I struggle to have the motivation to give a shit at work the rest of my life? You know, I, and I'm, I'm with you, Dorf. I'm with you 100%. And lifetime, I don't blame the guys lifetime for... wealth wealth achieved? Like, why do I care anymore? You know, sure. I understand. I was at one point that guy. I played sports in college. It was the – and I didn't play because there was a chance for me to get to the pros. I played because I wanted to. Mm-hmm. Um, that was not my situation. I, I had no hope of that. I'm was an offensive lineman. I'm a shade over six one, close to six two, and uh, don't have the extremely long arms to make up for that lack of height. Um, sure. And not as athletic as guys that play it big, t- you know, big time ball. I'm not. I'm sure. not. I played because I wanted to. Um. I I had that personality at one point, but now that like adulthood and real life is you know it's not necessarily just begun for me I'm, I'm almost 30 years old but now that like life has consequences per se <laughs> sure uh, i if i had uh that um independently intergenerational wealth secured boy i would find other things to do with my time than go to work for somebody else I'm with you, Dorf, 100%, and I don't blame them for making that call. I just want to call it for what it is. And they're not they're not choosing not to play. They're choosing not to work. And, hey, there's a whole bunch of people out there in this world that when this COVID thing hit, maybe you're 55 years old and you've done everything right with your money. You don't have MLB or NBA money, but maybe you just you're comfortable. You've done everything, and you had every intention of working till you were 62. But then this hit, and you said, "You know what? I'm gonna head out." You know, we can you know? I, we can find a way to make make it work the rest of our life. If, if, if right, I tap out like, now, we'll, we'll find a way to make it work. Yeah, I just I don't feel like doing this. I don't. Um, and you quite know, frankly, it's... also the people at home because of the unemployment enhancements that you know they're making sure. more to sit on their ass. It's yeah, a rational incentive. It's it it you know despite my great gripe about the uh, the shitty governmental policy that is, I I would make about the if if I didn't lose my health insurance, I would make about the same amount of money sitting at home every week. Right, right, and although. Yeah, I mean, you can stand on your moral high horse or, you know, take the high ground and say, oh, that's wrong, those people do that. But there's a whole bunch of people out there saying, it's not. Like, yeah, so. Yeah, it, like, yeah you know, so. It, it, from I a paid macro, into play my, my whole life. If you I, know? I, I, and there's a lot of people saying, hey, I, I paid into it. It's mine. They're offering it to me. 
Screw you. From the macro yeah, perspective. And shove it. From the macro perspective, Josh. Mm-hmm. You can't blame people. No, not I at absolutely all. Not can't. one bit. Well, I mean, from the macro perspective, from the macro perspective, I can blame people. It's not good from a macro perspective, but from a micro perspective, you know, workers be acting rational in their own rational. Right. Especially if they, you know, especially at the bottom end of the skill and motivation ladder, where, you know, biting, you know, putting in your time and and grinding, you know, the, the lost progress on the grind, isn't gonna hurt, you know wouldn't hurt you because you, you mm-hmm. don't aspire to be any more than you are now or, you know, move up within your current situation or whatever. If, if just exists, you know, subsistence is your existence. Cool. Sure. I, there's, there's absolutely no reason if you qualify for the unexpanded unemployment to, to get off your couch. Can't blame people. And quite no. frankly, athletes, um, get, roping this back into athletes here, the, these guys are all acting in the rational self-interest here. Like, I, if you're independently wealthy or you weren't going to play anyway, cool, whatever. I, you, But you're not seeing guys that have existing conditions who haven't made it and their, their financial futures aren't secure. Those guys aren't opting out. That's how you know right. this is a, a more of a luxury move rather than a, a fear-based decision mm-hmm. you haven't seen really any guys opt out of the nfl because here's the secret most of those guys are broke at this point of the year they need mm-hmm. that first game check especially you yeah. know especially the young and dumb ones or guys that are are barely hanging on they're broke yeah the you, you look at uh even a, a guy who's who's made it and didn't you know you didn't play quarterback Pat McAfee, now he's got his own talk show and sports empire and yada, yada, et cetera, et cetera. But Pat talked, has been on record about his, the transition from year one of to year two of his NFL career. Year one, I mean, he was a, he was a late round pick. He was on a, a team, made a team as a rookie. Mm-hmm. Wasn't secure in year two, but his bank balance going into training camp into year two was almost nothing. He had made sure between his signing bonus and his first year salary over a million dollars his first year. He was broke, and that's not atypical. Those football guys. No. Now the only way that you'll see the sports world just get turned upside down is if an Aaron Rodgers type just says, "Eh, sure, I'm good, not doing it this year." Yeah, or you know, just not you know, it's just not worth it. Or uh, a guy that hasn't gotten paid yet. Let's see who's the like the next generation of quarterback who doesn't have a contract extension yet. Sam Darnold, just for an example. Sam Darnold had you know although you you could argue he had intergenerational wealth because he was a first round pick, at least twenty million dollars guaranteed to him just by showing up at the building every day. He hasn't said ah for the long term interest of my career. Twenty twenty, nah, I'm good. Right, he's done that. So, until you see that, then again, guys just start rolling into the building this week, or next week, rather, shortly. Right, things could change. Things, things could, could change, change. but I, I, tend, I tend to think that they won't. They won't. The more and more that, you know, you, they'll talk to guys, especially the baseball guys who are, are going through it right now, like, 
Freddie Freeman went from, oh, my God, I'm going to die, to back on the field in 10 days. Right. Yeah. Dude was sick. He got better. It's a thing. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, it's, it happens. We've all been sick. It sucks. You get better. I you know. know. Yep. I mean, even look yeah, at the that doesn't uh, mean that, you look you know, at the guys. Of course, some people don't get better, but that, that's that's the tragedy. That that's what you know makes. If you're healthy enough make, to be a, a high end athlete, generally speaking, you're in a zero risk category. Right. Exactly. And you can, if you have those in your family who are that you are direct care of, you can afford to the extra precautions and or to send them away to continue to make your money. Right. You're yeah, the, the natural reaction is going to be, Oh, I need to go back to work because I need to put uh grandma in um you know or I aunt, need to pay uh, for my mom's nursing home. Like it's... Yeah, I need to put Aunt Delphine in um you know, in this perfect care home and that's gonna cost a pretty penny. So let's get back to work. Yeah. Well, um I don't really have anything else to say on this to you. No, it's good. No, I think it's good 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 coverage of it, man. Okay, well, I think that is going to, if I can get this thing I need to load to load, <laughs> that's going to wrap it up here. There we go. For the latest episode here of the Empire Next Exile podcast, join us each and every Tuesday. Episodes go live Tuesday morning at 7 a.m. Eastern on whatever platform you find us on. So for Josh, I'm North. We'll see you all next time.